Hello, my friends. Today we are talking all about emotional eating. This is a big, hot topic, right? And I have done a couple episodes on emotional eating before,、um, but this one's a little bit different. I am kind of piggybacking it off of last week's episode, "How to Stop Binge Eating." So listen to that.、Um, doesn't have to be before, but just know that it kind of comes together.、Um, and then. I wanted to actually talk about how to prevent emotional eating before it starts. So, how do we stop it before it starts? So, I'm excited for you to listen to this、uh, episode. I almost said lesson, <laughs> this episode.、Um, and one thing that I say in the episode is that we have an emotional eating course. And I don't know if you are anything like me, but sometimes I'm pretty sure I can do everything <laughs> that I set my mind out to. I haven't quite finished it. I want it to be good and perfect and wonderful and really, really helpful. And it's just not quite done yet. So, I say in the episode、um, some things about it. Get yourself on the wait list. So I will have a wait list for it. It's just a small mini, mini like go at your own pace course.、Um, just go to a womanofwellness dot com forward slash emotional eating, and there will be a wait list there. And then you'll just get emailed as soon as.、Um, I get myself a little more pulled together. <laughs>、um, there's lots of things that happening behind the scenes, which I cannot wait to share with you very soon.、Um, but that is just one thing that took a little bit longer, and I have a very strong value around here that I don't release anything unless it、um, is is really good and really helpful, and it's it's not it's not rushed. I don't rush things around here, so. These good things take time. I tell you that all the time. So thank you for being patient with me. This will be a good thing. It will just take a little bit of time. So if you hear that in this episode, just know that I am working on it, and you can go get yourself on the waitlist. And the links are in the show notes as well. Hopefully, you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food. Love her body and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach, here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life. It's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, on our last episode, we talked about binge eating and physical deprivation. So, if you're just listening to this episode,、um, or you know you're catching it later,、uh, 
I recommend maybe trying to um, listen to, you don't have to listen to it before, but it would be good to kind of listen to both episodes together. So you can listen to this episode and then go back and listen, or you can listen to the previous episode, but just know I'm kind of continuing a conversation about binge eating and emotional eating. And last week we talked about the physical side of overeating and binging. And today we're going to talk really about the emotional side and how to identify and stop emotional eating before it starts. That's our goal, right? So just feel free to listen to last week's episode in conjunction with this one, however you want to do it. Let's talk about emotional eating. What is it? Is it all bad? What is this? Okay. The primary definition of emotional eating is eating when you're not biologically hungry. Does that mean that we should always eat only when we're not biologic when we're when we're biologically hungry? Not really. Because as a woman with food freedom, we have a happy relationship with food too. And sometimes that means enjoying food on top of it being fuel. And so what I want to differentiate here is that what we're really looking at specifically today in this episode is more harmful and destructive emotional eating patterns. Those things that end in the guilt and the shame and all of that. Okay. So just, just kind of recognize that like it, it doesn't have to, we don't have to define emotional eating as all bad, but the traditional definition You know, when I say, are you an emotional eater? We usually think of it as, yeah, like I turn to food to deal with my problems and it's harmful or it's destructive in my life, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Just like last week, we talked about um, binge eating originates from a place of deprivation, physical deprivation, emotional eating originates from some form of emotional deprivation. And I'm going to use the word desperation. You turn to food to deal with life because there is an emotional deprivation happening and usually some form of desperation. Your needs aren't getting met in a supportive way. You get the urge to turn to food because it's the easiest way to soothe those feelings, those feelings of deprivation. And it acts on that emotion of desperation. I'm desperate to feel better. And food provides, provides a immediate reward right? Food does soothe those feelings in the short term a lot of times. And that's why we turn to the food because in our mode of desperation, when we're desperate, we're looking for a quick result and the food is giving us that quick result. We have control over it, right? We can eat it. We have control over like what we eat and how much and whatever we do with it, right? And it soothes those emotions for a time. 
And then you know what happens. It doesn't usually last very long because those feelings of guilt and shame and frustration all come back. So that's the first step is there are, there are two reasons that we turn to food to deal with our problems. First, we're chronically deprived of our needs being met. Okay. So there's an emotional, there are emotional needs that we have, especially as women. And we are typically chronically deprived. For example, maybe sleep deprived. Maybe we don't get time to ourselves. Maybe we feel like we are the only ones doing everything. Maybe we don't get to exercise. Maybe we don't get to rest during the day. You know, we're the, we're the coach. We're the teacher. We're the, like all the things, whatever it is for you, there's a, some form of chronic deprivation where your needs are not getting met. Okay. We also, another reason we turn to food is we don't have good emotion management skills. And this is kind of where that in the moment scenario comes in that moment when we are feeling the feelings of deprivation, right? They manifest themselves, themselves in themselves in like ways of, you know, I feel a, an emotion. I feel a physical feeling, right? I feel tired. I feel exhausted. It's a symptom. Your emotions are a symptom. That's the symptom that you would like go tell the doctor, I have a symptom. Okay. And in that moment, we identify the symptom and we don't have skills to manage those, um, that symptom. So the skill or the habit that we create is turning to food. It's simple. It's easy. It meets those needs very, very quickly. It caters to our desperate desire to fix and heal the symptom, right? It's kind of like, hmm, how could I say this? It's kind of like, hmm, what's a good example? Hopefully this comes out right. I'm, 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 uh, winging it here. It's kind of like, let's just say, this is kind of an extreme example, but this is the best one I can think of. It's kind of like being diagnosed with type two diabetes. And typically for most people, type two diabetes is a result of lifestyle choices. And so you get diagnosed with type two diabetes. So you have to take regular insulin. You have to monitor things, all of that. And when we are turning to food to deal with our emotions and like we've created that, that pattern, it's kind of like just taking the insulin and not making any other changes. So we're not teaching our bodies like, oh yeah, with exercise that can help with insulin resistance. Even with people diagnosed with type with diabetes, um, diet and exercise helps, right? It helps 
it, you can get to a point where you have less, less insulin needs. Um, your body regulates its sugars better, right? All of these things. And, you know, but the easy route, the quick route, because the desperation for the body is to return to a normal number, um, of a number, a normal glucose number, right? Because that's how our bodies function the best. And so we take the insulin and it, it soothes that right away and it works, right? And we're so grateful that we have that. And I know this isn't a exact comparison because how grateful are we that we have insulin and, and modern medicine? Like, I, I know this isn't like a perfect example, but what I want you to see here is that, um, behind the scenes, our body isn't getting any sort of additional support beyond the insulin. It's just, it's just, it's just basically putting out a fire. Oh, my, my sugars are high. My glucose is high. The insulin comes in, puts out the fire until the next time the sugars spike. Okay. It's a reward for, for that. It, it's an, it's, you know, we're, our body goes, I'm desperate. I need the insulin so I can drop the, drop the glucose levels. And, um, it, it, it gives us that immediate satisfaction, right? But under the surface, what are we doing to improve that insulin resistance? What are we doing to get out of our body in a deprivation mode, a desperation mode for insulin and say, how can I downregulate some of these things that are causing my glucose numbers to spike? Well, I know that regular cardiovascular exercise can help with that. I know that, you know, eating, um, well-balanced meals can help with that. And so chronically, like when you're working on that chronically, we can create more change and rely less on the insulin because we can, we can meet our body's needs in a natural way and help kind of get rid of that need for that desperate insulin boost or, you know, it, in that form. <laughs> Again, if you have diabetes, like we're not saying like, okay, it's just all going to go away. But, but what I'm, but what I'm saying here in the emotional eating is Sometimes we're throwing food at the fire and it's putting it out for a minute, but then at the end of the day, we're not doing anything to help prevent that fire, right? And so we exist in a space of chronic deprivation and chronic desperation. And then we don't have good emotion man management skills in that moment because we're chronically deprived and desperate to get our needs met. Does that make sense? So let's talk today about how, um, how we're going to stop emotional eating before it starts. And I'm going to give you a little teaser. Um, I have a new course, a new mini course just on emotional eating. It's so good. So good. And it's, it's out. It's, um, it's ready for you. And, um, I'm going to teach you how to get out of the place of emotional deprivation and desperation and change 
your habits so that you are not chronically deprived. Your needs are being met consistently and you have good emotional management skills in moments of distress. We can't get rid of our emotions, but we can prevent extremes. We can prevent some fires and we can also learn how to put out fires when they do come. And hopefully they're smaller. We don't have to use as big of a hose or whatever. So that is out. I'm going to tell you a little bit more at the end, but what I want to say is today. So, so that's going to be like a whole, that's going to tell you everything today. I want to help you identify and stop emotional eating before it starts. That's a really good first step for us to do today on the podcast. Okay. So the first thing, if you, this is just like kind of in the moment we're catering to those moments of crap hits the fan, right? Like I want to turn to food. I've had a long day or I'm starving or whatever. First pause. That's it. First, just pause. When you have that like initial reaction to go to the food or to the pantry or whatever, just push the pause button for a minute and identify step step number two is to identify the emotion. What am I feeling? Because now you just created a connection with your brain and your body to communicate with each other. This is important. And a lot of times we lead with our brain, right? Or we lead with our body (laughs) or we don't think. And our brain emotionally is like, go. And we don't have a time, time to think. So now we're creating a valuable connection between the brain and the body to say, I'm going to pause for a minute. I'm going to name this emotion. What am I feeling right now? Stress. Okay. And again, we're just focusing on in the moment today. The whole course is the whole mini course is going to help you, you know, prevent these and help you create new habits for the emotions that you're going to have as part of your life. You're, you're never not going to be exhausted, right? We're going to have those times. Um, but in the moment you've paused, you've, you've identified the emotion and step number three is to ask yourself what you need right now. And you have two options. Okay. You can choose to deal with the emotion. I'm, I'm angry at a friend. I need to call the friend and talk to them so that I can work it out. Or you can distract from the emotion. It can be exhausting to try to deal with your emotions all the time, especially if you're already exhausted or overwhelmed. So there are, there is availability for you to be able to say, I just need to distract from this emotion. I don't have the capacity to fully fix it right now or whatever. Maybe it's just, it's just not something that like I can do right a second. What could I do that could maybe distract me and help me, you know, experience another emotion or something that gets me away from this urge to emotionally eat. So that's the the third step is to just ask once you've created that connection from your brain to your body, what do I need and what is realistic? And then do it in the moment. Just do it. Make the choice. I'm going to go lay down for 10 minutes. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to hit a punching bag. (laughs) 
you know, maybe I need, maybe I need to eat something like, like something nourishing. Cause my body is actually hungry. Like maybe you noticed, Oh, I have a hunger cue. This isn't really emotional. This is like, I need food that is satisfying to my body. And I normally would have gone for chips, but my body just kind of told me, Hey, no, you actually are hungry. Let's eat something that nourishes. Right. And then from there, after you do that behavior, you perform that behavior, just evaluate. That's it. There's no right or wrong answers. There's no right or wrong outcomes, but take a minute to just evaluate what happened. What did I do? How did I feel about it? How do I feel right now? What do I want to do next? Did that help the emotion? Did it not? When you ask better questions, you get better answers. So you've got to start asking better questions. So I'm going to go through those four steps again. First, pause. When you, when you feel the urge to turn to food, pause. Second, identify the emotion. Name it. Hey, I know you. You're stress. Third, ask yourself what you need in that moment right? We're just working on stopping it before it starts in the moment. And you can, you will learn more about this, you know, proactive care and how to prevent, you know, these, these moments of desperation, deprivation in the mini course. But for right now, just ask yourself, what do you need in the moment? And then you're going to choose to deal or distract, deal with or distract from, and then come back after you're done and evaluate. How are you feeling now? What do you need to do next? And again, there are no right or wrong answers. It's about gathering information. You are a detective of your own body. Okay. So this is like your little, um, what's the word I would use? Like, I want to say like tool in your toolbox or your back pocket where when, when emotional eating starts, you can say, Hey, okay. I'm deprived in some way. I'm desperate in some way. What is this emotion I'm feeling? How can I soothe it right now in, in this moment with something that is other than food? And then just evaluate how you feel. And that is practicing creating a new habit loop. So if you want to learn how to make this a habit, how to make, how to essentially create a lifestyle of, you know, chronically caring for yourself, like having proactive solutions so that you're not existing in deprivation mode. So that you're not existing in desperation mode and constantly turning to food. Take the, the mini course, because you will learn how to heal those habit loops, those kind of chronic patterns, just like we talked about with, you know, with the, um, with the, with the diabetes. I mean, we could even say something like, you know, let's just say you are at risk for diabetes, right? You're at risk for more emotional eating. And if you choose not to do anything about it, you will likely exist in a habit loop 
of relying on insulin to support your body. Just like you'll rely on food to support those emotions. And it gives a quick reward, right? It provides that quick boost. It provides that quick soothing. But we all know it doesn't last and it doesn't support or prevent from having to do it again, right? It's like the difference of putting out fires versus preventing the fire. And when you have a plan, when you have the ability to take care of the emotions that you are, will be experiencing on a daily basis, you will change that whole pattern. And there will no longer be fires to put out because you know what to do. And maybe if it's a little flame, you identify it before it becomes big and you can fix it and heal it. And that goes back to what I said at the end of my episode last week. I said that, um, what did I say last week? <laughs> I just had a brain cramp. Um, what did I say last week? I can't even remember. Oh, what I, what I shared was that the reason that you are not able to be consistent with your weight loss or your habits, it boils down to the root cause is these emotional eating patterns because your plan gets derailed because of the inability to manage the emotions that come with stepping into that plan or the weight loss or anything like that, right? Your ability to show up consistently. When you're inconsistent, what do you do? You turn to food. So if you want to be able to sustain the weight loss, to um, be able to make sustainable lifelong changes, we've got to start here. We have to figure out, we have to get those emotions in check. We have to learn how to manage them because life is going to continue to throw them at us. They're not going away. We can manage them. We can prevent some of them. And then we know exactly, it gives us kind of that like jumping point to say, yes, I can stay consistent with this because I have these tools and skills to manage things when life gets crazy. Because that's the number one thing I hear from women all the time is I'm going to wait until life's not busy or crazy, or I'm going to wait until here and, or I'm going to wait until this stops in my life. I'm sorry to burst the bubble. It will not stop. Okay. Yes, there are big things that will change. I understand that sometimes things ebb and flow, but you always have something else. And if you can manage those, you can also be uh, consistent with your habits. So emotional eating is, it's the roadblock. It's the wall that's in the way. 
of getting where you want to go. And that's why I created this, this course. Um, it's just a mini course, so you can get through it quickly and it's really, really valuable. And that we're going to bust through that wall so that you can keep going. Okay. So I have a little special gift for my podcast listeners. Use the code podcast and you'll get $10 off. And, um, the link is in the show notes, but we're going to, I'll tell it to you now too. If you, if you don't see the show notes, a woman of forward slash emotional eating. Okay. Thank you for joining me and I will be back next week. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.